When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. And, and I mean, jam-packed. Our cup runneth over with sports conversation, news, and information today here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm not even sure which thing I need to catch up with here because there's so many different things that are going on. So I, I think I will just jump to the newest thing, which is that Shefty just tweeted in the last couple of minutes here. And now, of course, I've lost it. So Adam Schefter just tweeted in the last couple of moments um, news on Deshaun Watson, which is about to become, I think, the most important football story that we have. Of all of the players who are likely to change teams uh, between now and, you know, the end of free agency or some point before the season begins, the best of them is Deshaun Watson. It is also, for its own reasons, completely different than any other circumstance we're dealing in, and I will confess to you that as a sports talk show host, no matter how seasoned I am in this, I really don't know exactly what the right way is to talk about Deshaun Watson. We found out on Friday he will not be charged criminally in any of this. That's one piece of the of the puzzle. Another piece is that the allegations that were made against him remain very seriously, and they are very numerous, and many of them are very credible, and there are still going to be... Um, civil uh, suits pending and there is still the potential for league discipline and everything else. So there are no circumstances under which we can just talk about Deshaun Watson like he's just a great football player. That said, we are a sports talk show. He is going to play, we assume, for someone next year and he is a great player. He is a young quarterback. What is he, 26 years old? Mm -hmm. He's a 26-year-old quarterback who is probably top three in the league, I mean, conservatively, right? He, he, you could argue in the last season he played, he was the best quarterback the best. in the NFL. And so the availability of a player of that caliber is basically a, a, a white whale. It never happens, right? This, this, here's something that never happens, but it is extraordinarily complex because of the extenuating circumstances. So I don't really know what the right way is to talk about this. But for what it's worth, the news is the following. Shefty reports that Deshaun Watson is expected to meet in the next 48 hours with the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans Saints, amongst other teams. Watson wants to meet with them just as they want to meet with him before trade talks ramp up. It should be pointed out there will be three, well, four voices to be heard that will determine where he plays next and more, well, and as importantly, when which is to say the Texans have a say in this. Watson himself has a say in it because he has a no-trade clause. The acquiring team, obviously, and then the league, which we would assume will impose some discipline on him. And as we have learned over the years, they don't do so on any timetable but their own. So the fact that the legal part of this, the, the fact that the criminal part of this was essentially answered on Friday does not mean that they will come up with an answer quickly here. 
And the fact that free agency begins in earnest on Wednesday does not mean the league will make its decision on discipline before then, just because that's what teams would like to have. Now, Mike Tannenbaum, who is a GM in the league for years, told us on Get Up this morning that you would better believe these teams and others, anyone thinking of trading for him, is in contact with the league office and asking those questions. Hey, do you know when you will make up your mind? What can you tell us about the possibilities of discipline? I have no idea what answers they will get. But one way or another, I think it feels very likely that Deshaun Watson is going to be traded before the start of the season. I would guess before, I would guess well before that. Again, under normal circumstances, you would think that the draft would be the line of demarcation here because what the Texans are going to want in return is a bunch of draft picks. I'll repeat myself. These are different circumstances than we've ever been through before. So I, I don't really know exactly what else to say about it except that assuming he is able to play again in relatively short order, this is a very, very consequential event from a football standpoint, and we can't ignore that on a sports talk show. And if I were a team in need of a quarterback, potentially interested in Deshaun Watson, of course I would be in contact with the league to learn what potential discipline he might face. But that is not anywhere near the most important information I would be collecting. Because if I'm going to... If this guy's going to be wearing my helmet, I want to know with some degree of certainty how much there is to these accusations. Just because he was you know, cleared uh, criminally only means so much. And if you've read the reporting like I have, this is a person whose behavior I would describe as something like, at least what is being alleged, sociopathic. He's going to become the face of my franchise. I need to know that... I need to be confident that the person I am acquiring is the right kind of person. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but to me, that, that investigation on my end is far more important than anything the NFL would tell me about discipline. There is also the very real and pragmatic business piece of this, which is what will your fan base feel? Mm. You know, look, we've seen fan bases embrace professional football players and athletes in other sports who we are quite certain, have done some terrible things. I'm not going to sit here and start comparing one degree of terrible versus another. But it is no secret how many professional athletes that fans have willingly cheered for have been involved in terrible things, criminal and otherwise. So how will that um, impact the way your fan base views your team and and all the rest of that. Like, the, these are really complex questions. I don't have the answers. I'm sitting up here uh, trying to figure out the right way to even talk about this, much less try and, and, and manage it within an organization that I owned if I owned one. So um, we'll leave that at that for the moment. We'll wait and see. We will certainly continue to cover the football part of it because from a football standpoint, it is an incredibly important story because he is a 26-year-old superstar quarterback who could wind up completely changing the balance of power somewhere. So we have that out there. This is Greeny, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I did also want to take a moment to go back and just finish what I was saying before we ended our hour, and I, I apologize for having to cut the conversation short, but you know the 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 realities of a of a broadcast clock are not up to me. Um, 
to sort of finish my conversation about Kevin Durant and the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, and the stuff that we talked about on NBA Countdown yesterday and all of the reaction to it, I, I would very simply say that one of the problems that we have, and this is toothpaste that I don't know that we can put back into the tube, but for a variety of reasons, the proliferation of media being part of it, one of the reasons, I think we have lost the ability to recognize things that are really important, which is to say, when we take anything and turn it into everything, then when something really is something, we lose the ability to distinguish between that and something that isn't that important. Mm. Now, that was a lot of words that sound alike. So I'm always a little worried that I may not have said that or as clearly as I meant. Here's what I'm trying to say. When... Um, a news when a news and information outlet, when a media company, any of them you want, this is not a, a, a value judgment on, because it, it it extends well beyond political lines. When the way that they make you interested is by trying to tell you something that's not really that important is actually incredibly important. It's sort of like saying. It's going to be a windy day. I'm just using the most ridiculous and basic analogy. If it's going to be a windy day, they will come on TV and they will say, we got major news on the weather. You need to be listening to this next because it's going to have a significant impact on your life. Why? Because that is the way they get you to continue to watch. I'm raising my hand. I'm as guilty of this as anyone. I do that. The greeny teas is something that people talk about all the time. Now, I'd like to think that we're doing this in the comparatively meaningless space of sports. Maybe I'm trying to make excuses for myself there. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. You want to accuse me of being a part of this? I'm raising my hand. I fully deserve to be a part of the, the discussion. Maybe I'm part of the problem. But guess what I'm trying to say is, I think we've been so conditioned to treating everything like it is the most urgent matter that we've ever seen or heard or talked about, that when something legitimately is that, it is hard to distinguish. So it becomes harder to distinguish the difference between the hurricane and we really need to start, you know, uh, getting into the cellar versus the windy day. And I, I hope it is clear that what I mean by that is not related to weather. So I can understand why sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, that's the mayor just trying to get some attention because we're so conditioned to something that doesn't really matter being treated like it means life and death. But in this case, it genuinely does. So I will admit that I shared Michael Wilbon's view that I think it is extremely irresponsible, whatever you may think of the vaccine mandate, whatever you may think of the illogical nature of Kyrie being allowed to sit on the court but not play on the court, which I fully see and understand and agree with. The idea that we would then say, well, that's just the mayor trying to get attention for himself. I can see why some people might find that offensive. And candidly, I do too. I've never met the mayor in my life. I don't know Eric Adams from anybody. Um, and I was not a New York City resident when the election happened, so I didn't vote for him or against him. I, I was still, my residence was still in Connecticut, so I didn't vote in the New York City mayoral election. So I, I, I'm not, I, I must, I don't have any caveats to give. But I guess what I'm trying to say is everything isn't everything. And in this particular case, 
the mayor of New York is dealing in something that really, really is important. And whether or not one basketball player can or can't play isn't nearly as important. Let's try and keep that in mind. I'll break quickly on that thought and come back with more. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We come to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, I'm going to get you uh, to your sheets of integrity in a couple of minutes. I haven't even touched on that yet with all of how busy we've been with a variety of different things. Uh, and then we will have time for your phone calls today on this incredibly busy day. So we'll get to all of that. But I just got sent to me here. Who sent this? Was it Nuno? Mm-hmm. Nuno sent me the uh, net worth of each of the individual owners in Major League Baseball. Right? So they're all upset because Steve Cohen, who owns the New York Mets wants to go spend into the quote-unquote Cohen tax, right? He's willing to spend more money. He's willing to maybe make a little bit less based upon his enormous net worth and, more importantly, his desire to win than some of the others. And I'm just looking at some of these numbers. Artie Moreno, who owns the Angels, is worth $3.6 billion. What was he fighting over? Wasn't he one of the ones who voted against? What did he vote against? He thought the, uh, the new luxury tax was... Too high. Too high, meaning the, 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 the de facto salary cap was too high. They mm-hmm. were spending too much money on players. This is a man who's worth $3.6 billion. The chairman of Rogers Communications, who owns the Toronto Blue Jays, is worth $11.5 billion. The chairman of the company that owns the Atlanta Braves is worth $8 billion. The Ricketts family, which owns the Cubs, Tom Ricketts, is worth $4.5 billion and is now trying to buy a Premier League soccer team. But they're worried about they're not making enough money right now on the Cubs? I want to make sure that everyone is clear on something. When I say that someone is worth $11.5 billion, do you know what the point five is? Each of those is $100 million. So the difference between $11.5 billion and $11.4 billion is $100 million. So it's a rounding error on one side. Mm. It's, it's money that you could make back in the market or lose tomorrow and not even notice it. Or it, you could remake an entire baseball roster with it. How many baseball teams have a, have a, a full salary payroll that is $100 million? A third of the league last year was short of 100. Did not. A, third, a full third of Major League Baseball. So for the number that comes after the decimal point, 
for all of these owners, practically everyone who owns a baseball team, you could afford all of this without even blinking. Wouldn't have any impact on your life. These are the same people who can't pay minor league players a living wage. I know they finally started doing something about that because the optics of it was so embarrassing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So I don't want to hear it. So you go, Steve Cohen. And if you're a billionaire and you don't want to keep up with the Joneses financially, don't buy a baseball team. Sell it. You can sell it for a lot more than you paid for it. Do it. It's not a regular investment. It is a public trust. And if you're going to just treat it like it's any other business, then maybe your fans need to start treating you like any other customers. And that's not the way they do it. So I don't want to hear any, any complaining about Steve Cohen, any, regardless of what team you root for. Uh, Greeny inviting you to tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. It's available anywhere you enjoy your podcast. All right, today's list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, so today's list is going to be the top five things you need to know before you fill out your sheet of integrity. All right, here's mine. I got my sheet. I had to fill mine out early this week because Billis wanted me to do a thing for the special that he's doing. So normally I wait until like Thursday morning to put together my sheet. One sheet of integrity as always. But I put I put it together hastily this morning based upon uh, wanting to do that for my friend Jay Billis. So I, I, I reserve the right to maybe change some of these picks. Bear in mind, not to fill out a second sheet, but to change some of these picks before my one sheet becomes official going into the games on Thursday. That said, we have put together, uh, through our research, five things you need to know before filling out your bracket. Got a little music for this, Cam, or something? Give us a little fire, a little spark, a little movement here. Top five things you... It's an interesting choice of music here. It's not what I was expecting, but I like it. I wasn't expecting you to call for music. I just hit the first instrumental that was on the board. Well, every day when we do, whenever I do the green list, it always has music under it. I'm on this show once a week. I'm still getting used to it. I I understand that, but you would think that Bubba, who seems to be busy with people shadowing him all the time, would have explained to you when they go to the list, play some music. Give me another option. Let me hear what's next on the instrumental list. Let me just hear Worse, way worse. Try another one. Try another one. That We're one done. Yeah, that one was worse. That's it. We only have those two, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Those are the only options that we have. It's a nice hat you're wearing, by the way. It's a, an interesting choice indoors. But go ahead. Poor let me Cam. hear. Let me let me hear. It's one more music option here. Let's uh, see how this goes. Because we need something a little happy, peppy. <laughs> what are you kidding me? What am I going to do? A list of the top five drugs you should do before going to your next concert? I mean, what? What? I got. I'm giving you tips to fill out your brackets here. Okay, whatever. Play something. Play whatever you want. Let me give. <laughs> here are the top five tips you need. We've lost Hembo now. He's hysterical. Here are the top five things you need to know before filling out your sheet of integrity. Number five. The Big Ten led the way with nine teams in the dance this year. However, for the first time since 2017, the Big Ten does not have a top two seed. According to our analytics, Iowa, which is the five seed in the Midwest, is the likeliest Big Ten team 
to cut down the nets. They're obviously a very sexy Final Four pick after going on a sensational run in the Big Ten tournament. But they don't have a one or a two. My advice is bet heavy on the, which which means pick the Big Ten teams early. Their season, they've played a tough schedule all year long, including each other. I think they're going to have a very good tournament. Number four. The South region has four of the nine teams most likely to win the national championship. Four of the top seven teams in our analytics are all in that region. Arizona, Villanova, Tennessee, and Houston. So as you're sitting here, pay extra attention to that bracket. That is going to be the toughest battle at the top, according to the analytics. Number three. The Midwest is the easiest region on paper, meaning Kansas is the beneficiary. Despite having the seventh best chance to win the national championship, Kansas has the second best chance to make the final four. Their odds at Caesars went from 14 to 1 to 9 to 1 after the bracket release. So if you want to pencil in Kansas for a run to the Final Four right now. Number two. Coach K is looking to become the third coach to win a title in his final game as head coach. The other two, Al McGuire in 77, John Wooden two years before that. Duke is the two seed in the West which is Gonzaga's region. Gonzaga is the number one overall seed. Number one. And they, Gonzaga, enter the tournament as the betting favorite as they've been all year long. Seven of the last 16 NCAA tournaments have been won by the pre-tournament favorite at Caesar Sportsbook. So if you're looking for the most obvious pick in this, go back to Occam's Razor and put it on Gonzaga. That is today's green list with fascinating musical accompaniment. With that, <laughs> we throw open the phones to you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want your hot takes on the busiest sports morning of the year. Let's hear from you coming up next after this word from ZipRecruiter. You know that according to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter with technology that finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you so you can easily review the candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're going to find out what's on your mind in just a minute. Brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. At 888-SAY-ESPN, we're going to come to your calls in a second. But as the rest of the country joins us, Hembo just asked me what I think is a really interesting question. So Jeff Darlington said on TV with us this morning, that uh, he had inside information on, on the relationship between Bruce Arians, the coach of the Bucks, and Tom Brady because he, Jeff, had drinks with Bruce Arians last week. And there's no way to say that without laughing because everyone perceives Bruce Arians to be someone who drinks a lot. Now, again, I can't independently verify that. I've never, I've never had a drink with Bruce Arians in my life, but everyone says it, and so it makes you laugh. Then Hembo asks me, with no anticipation of this, I didn't know it was coming, if you could have a drink with any NFL head coach, which would it be? And you said you have someone in mind. I do. Who would it be? Dan Campbell. I would love <laughs> okay. to have a drink or series of drinks with Dan Campbell. I'm with that. You know he'd drink beer, right? Oh, like he's, yeah. he's a beer drinking guy. Not an IPA. No. No, he's drinking like a, like a, a, a and, and he's drinking it from a can. PBR. Yeah. Miller Lite. He's, he's drinking it. He's not drinking it from college uh, beer. Yeah. He's, he's drinking. Exactly right. The kind of stuff that we drank in college. Mm-hmm. How about you, Nuno? If you could have a drink with any NFL head coach, which would it be? I mean, I think I might just go Andy Reid because it's yeah. going to be fun. I'm not going to get into a bar fight. There's going to be good <laughs> food. And it's just you're going to hang out. I'm with that. I got to be honest with you. The first thought that came to my mind was Belichick because, really? well, I would just would like to see if it makes him let his guard down a little bit. You know, like if I asked him a question, he said, well, Tom's a great player. And, uh, you know, we, I don't think we've covered that. And, and then now, now we're like, you know, six drinks in and he's like, Brady sucked. It was all me. Mac Jones is going to be better or whatever he might say, which obviously he wouldn't say any of those things. Um, I think, I think to see Bill, see, here's the thing about Bill. I've been around Bill socially only a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. I've told the story too many times. I'm not going to bore you with it again. But too many people will tell you who do know him well that in the right setting, he's an extraordinary amount of fun. I'd like to be in that setting, <laughs> wouldn't you? Because he's such a legendary figure. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course. Dan Campbell, I do enjoy him as well. A year ago today, I had never heard his name. Bill Belichick is one of the most famous people in the history of American sports. So th- I think that would be if, if however many drinks it takes for Belichick to let his guard down completely and just be himself, that's what I would like. Did Belichick have drinks that night that he sang Bon Jovi I don't with know. Charlie Weiss? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, he, was, he was guilted into it. He couldn't say no. I'll just tell the story quickly because you brought it up. This is many years ago. Charlie Weiss was still the coach at Notre Dame. He's got a charity event at the Waldorf in the city for his wonderful charity, which is called Hannah and Friends. And Mike and I uh, were the MCs, And our last responsibility of the night was um, to introduce Bon Jovi, who was a good friend of Charlie's and Belichick's. And Bon Jovi came out with like a small scaled down version of his band, played a bunch of songs, was 
fantastic. Fantastic. Now, you know me and have been at enough events with me to know that if I'm getting up on stage or doing anything, I do not have a drink ever. But our last responsibility was to introduce him. So Stace had a drink waiting for me at the table as soon as Bon Jovi went up there. So I'm having a drink. I'm relaxed, having a great time. Bon Jovi, in the middle of playing the very, very recognizable guitar intro to Wanted Dead or Alive, stops and says, I forget if it was 50 grand or 100 grand. He said something like, I will donate 100 grand to Hannah and friends right now if Charlie and Belichick come up here and sing this song. You know, this is a room full of people. There was no way to say no to that. I'm sure Bill was not drunk at the time. I just can't see him getting drunk at something that public. But he did get up on stage and sing Wanted Dead or Alive, which was great. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was epic. And, and so whatever. So, no, I've, I don't think I've ever seen Bill drunk, and I would really like to. So that's that. Okay, let's go to the phones here. Cam, do you have some music to put under the calls? Or Okay, good. Is this Very, to your liking, Greeny? That's pretty good. All right, we're getting better. As I ask you to introduce the callers, and uh, let's see where we stand here. Again, this is the busiest sports morning we've had in a long time, so we'll take your hot takes on any of the big topics today. Cam, who's first up? First up is Jeff, who I'm not sure if he also has had drinks with Bruce Arians, but Jeff is up first. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you're on ESPN Radio. What is your hot take this morning? Go. Nah, no drinks with Arians, but my hot take is uh, I don't think Tom Brady's so happy to be back in Tampa. I think he wanted out. I don't think they wanted to let him out. I don't think anybody could offer them what they wanted to let him out. So I don't really think he's that happy, but I'm not a Bucks fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. You know that. Yeah. The Dolphins fan and Dolphin Nation couldn't be more happier that we actually have a coach that likes our quarterback. But let me just say one thing. If Tua does not ball out this year, Tua will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL, bro. Have a good day, Greedy. Thank you, Jeff. Here's what I will say about Brady not wanting to be a buck. What I actually thought he was going to do is I thought he was going to do what Favre did to the Jets, which is to say – He retired when Favre came to the Jets for one year. When Favre was leaving Green Bay, he wanted to go to Minnesota. The Packers wouldn't trade him to the Vikings if the Vikings offered to rename the franchise. So he gets traded to the Jets. He plays a year. He retires. He knows what's going to happen. The Jets draft the quarterback. They draft Mark Sanchez. They have no desire to, need for, or anything else to keep Favre. Favre then says, guess what? I'm unretired now. And the Jets have to release him or figure out a trade. That's what I thought Brady was going to do. By coming back when he does, which is yesterday, what he's doing is maximizing his chances of winning in Tampa. So, Jeff, I would have agreed with you yesterday morning. Now I don't. Let me ask you a quick question. Will Tom Brady finish his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I wouldn't bet on it. Part of that will have to do with how well he plays this year. If the... I do not think he, I think he will be his own harshest critic, which is to say, I think he will know when he really starts to slip. And if that starts to happen, I think he'll retire. But do I, I think in his mind's eye, he'd like to finish in San Francisco. I think they'd like to have him there. Let's see what happens with Trey Lance. Could I see a scenario where Brady plays well again this year, Lance struggles, and he winds up the quarterback of the 49ers this time next year? I absolutely could. Cam, uh, who is next up here on ESPN Radio? Jacob is up next, Greeny. All right, Jacob, give me a hot take, my friend. Hey, Greeny. Uh, my hot take is on Saturday I got an update that Brady's last touchdown sold at auction for over <laughs> a half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. What does that do to the, the guy? We need to check on that guy who, who bought that 
and uh, Brady needs to reimburse or something because that becomes the worst investment from a fan standpoint. $518,000 at auction for the touchdown pass that Brady threw to Mike Evans that in the moment appeared as though it was going to be the last touchdown of Brady's career. Now, I've heard other people say that, that Brady needs to reimburse this guy. To that, I say bull feathers. It's ridiculous. First of all, if you listen to this show, whoever it is that bought that, you knew he was coming back. Second of all, that's a risk you always run. I'm always on the side of the fan, but that's insane. Third of all, if anyone's going to reimburse that guy, I wouldn't think it would be Brady. I mean, where'd we, where'd, where did the ball come from? Do we ever figure that out? Like, Evans caught the ball. How did it wind up being in the possession of someone who auctioned it off? Like, I would think after Evans caught it, did he give it to Brady? Did he keep it for himself? Did he give it to a fan? That must be what it is. He must have given it to someone mm-hmm. in the stands. That's, that's right, I but think. But why would he do that? I, I don't remember. I remember the play. He beat Jalen Ramsey in the right corner of the end zone on a touchdown that actually tied the game in the moment. It looked like they were going to win. But how did the ball wind up in the possession of someone who was auctioning it off? Mike Evans did throw it to a fan. Oh, that's it. So, so no, I think this is the ultimate in caveat emptor. Right? Is that is that buyer beware? Isn't that caveat emptor? I don't know what that means. That's Latin for buyer beware, I think. I'm hardly good at English, as you well know. No, I'm pretty sure that's I'm, I have that right. Either way, no, I don't I don't feel that bad. I really don't. This one was too easy to see coming. You don't feel that bad? No. It's half a million dollars. You're just gonna give him a shame on you and move on? A if you have five hundred and eighteen thousand dollars to spend on a, a, a piece of sports memorabilia. Hopefully it's not keeping food off your table tonight, and if so, shame on you. B, no, I don't feel that bad because this was too foreseeable. Like, this is what I'll say. If you right now paid for Peyton Manning's last touchdown pass and then he came out of retirement, (laughs) I'd feel sorry for you. Fair enough. Okay? If you paid for Joe Namath's last touchdown pass and he came out of retirement, I'd feel bad for you. Brady? I mean, were you just ignoring the news lately? Did you not hear the conversation with Jim Gray? Brady was telling this guy, hey, don't pay for that ball. He had a live MVP odds on the board. Yeah. Before he made the announcement. So, I, no, I do not feel right. sorry. There are a lot of people I feel a lot sorrier for than that guy. <laughs> Cam, who's next? Donovan is up next, Greeny. Donovan, give me a hot take. You're on ESPN Radio. The Raiders will acquire J.C. Jackson and Devontae Adams. Now, me being a Raiders fan, I know where the AFC West is going because we have to deal with this for the next decade. And we already made chess moves with this organization. Let's get J.C. Jackson and for Derek Carr, the same Derek Carr that led the Raiders to the playoffs at 6-7 and seven, in no four-game winning streaks, executing a two-minute drill better than any quarterback I've seen. Why not get him and Devontae Adams back together and take over the AFC West, man? Back to back Super Bowl champs, Green. I like it. Look, look, I, I do. And Devontae Adams, and, and for those who don't know, played with Derek Carr in college. They remain very close. If Rodgers had not come back, most of us were speculating that would be Devontae's first choice. Unfortunately for you, I cannot envision a scenario in which Rodgers decided to go back to Green Bay without he and Adams and the organization all agreeing that they would figure out a contract that keeps Devontae in Green Bay. Now, do the Raiders sign J.C. Jackson, who I think is among the, if not the highest um, sought-after defensive free agent? Yeah, I could see that. Do I think the Raiders are a legit team? Absolutely. 
I think when we look at the quarterbacks in that division, people will put Carr fourth. And even if maybe he is fourth, that doesn't mean he isn't terrific. I mean, being fourth on that list does not make you a bad player. If you're on a, if you're the fourth richest baseball owner, you're still you know a billionaire multiple times over. Derek Carr's a terrific player who had a terrific year, and the Raiders are good. They do on look if you put the Raiders in the in the in, in any other division in the AFC. Well, I think the AFC is really the haves and have nots. So the West is loaded, the North is loaded, the East I think is much weaker. It's very top heavy. The South I really don't know what to expect. Let's see who Indy's quarterback is. Um, but if you put the Raiders in the South, I think they could win that division. Unfortunately, they're in a division where, look, we we now live in a world where four teams from a division could make it. I guess in theory that could happen but, there, right? Sure, but without letting the offseason yet play out, let's say the season started tomorrow, would you pick the Raiders to finish last in their division? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I would, but that could be at 10 and 7 or 9 and 8, and they could, could wind up making the playoffs is what I'm trying to it's say. It's just so difficult because there's usually a lot of self-sabotage when they're all that good. Yeah, that's right. The, 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 the thing is, I just don't have any faith in the Chargers coaching. Like, I love Justin Herbert. I, I, I can't even put it into words. Like, like everyone else, I became a prisoner of the moment for Josh Allen after that game against you know, the playoff run that he had, the two playoff games, when he obliterated New England and then what he did against Kansas City. But now that I've had some time to, di- to digest it, if you said I could pick any young quarterback in the NFL to start my team with, I, I would say you're splitting hairs between those two. I think Herbert is every bit as good as Allen. I-, I just think he's on a much worse team with much worse coaching, where I think if that team gets it together, I could see the Chargers taking everybody by surprise. And they've got money to spend and a lot of other stuff going on. I think they're going to be really good. All right, Cam, let me get one more. Who's next up? Austin is up next. All right, Austin, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Greeny, lifelong fan. Um, so the Vikings uh, signing Kirk Cousins to that extension yesterday yep. makes them mediocre for years to come. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is... My hero. <laughs> like Kirk Cousins. So, so you know the baseball expression, war wins above replacement? Kirk Cousins is the R in war, right? The replacement is just the exact average, right? Mm-hmm. So Kirk average. Cousins mm-hmm. is the league average. He's exactly the average NFL quarterback. He's neither good nor bad. He is exactly average. And in the last, what is it now, seven or eight years, he has made more money than any other NFL player in any seven- or eight-year period in the history of the sport, right? Yes, since 2016, which was his first year on the franchise tag, he has made $160 million. Say that again. Over, since 2016, that was when he was in Washington, the first of two years he was on the franchise tag. He has made $160 million since then, which is most in the NFL. He's made more money since then, and that's a pretty significant, it's not like two years' worth. He's made more money than Aaron Rodgers. He's made more money than Eli Manning, who I think made more money than any other player in history. He's made more money than anybody in the NFL, whilst being the exact average, which goes to show you one thing that you should always remember, and that is the value in life of timing. It's impossible to, you know, if you ever read any of Malcolm Gladwell's books, you should. And he points out in one of them, I think it was in Outliers, that's the one that you have the concept of 10,000 hours that had 
Bill Gates or the Beatles, and I forget who some of the other examples that he points out, had they come along at any other time in human history, they would not have been able to do what they did. That a huge part of it was just the timing. So if Paul McCartney had been born 30 years after he was born, someone else would have become Paul McCartney. Same with Bill Gates. Someone else would have invented the computer. (laughs) But they happened to come along at exactly the right time. Kirk Cousins (laughs) just came along at exactly the right time. He is the Paul McCartney and Bill Gates of professional football. He is the definition of the average NFL quarterback. And he has made more money than any other person ever has in a seven-year period in the last seven years in pro football. It's an incredible story. He's an all-time great? At that. He is an all-time great. He is in the Hall of Fame (laughs) of that. All right. A fun day today. Thank you, everybody. This was a a terrific day to be catching up on all this news. We'll have much more on your brackets and everything else as the week continues. So stick around with us here. This is Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.